Hey, welcome to Razzle Dazzle, a podcast about video games and pop culture with an emphasis on our favorites. All right, it's Razzle Dazzle time! I'm your host, Jared. I'm Patrick. That's our sound guy, Joe. You're excused. And our co-host, Tatum. Hello! Happy 2023. Happy New Year's, everyone. And this is our year in review. We're here. We're in it. Yeah. 2022, gone. Yeah, right? What a year. Done. What a Doesn't exist anymore. Big <laughs> adjustment year for, for everything, huh? What a big year for us in a lot of ways, not only Razzle Dazzle, but I guess for us um, as people, right? Yeah, I mean, like, moving past the pandemic is, like, the big thing. Yeah. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, right? <laughs> what <laughs> pandemic? That, that old thing? <laughs> yeah, that, that was a 2021 thing, but it feels yeah. like it's, like, five years ago because this year has been, like, <laughs> such a... All right, we're in a new direction now. Yeah. Is it just me or or I feel like a new year starts every um, fall because school schedules. Even even going through college, fair, you know, yeah. I still feel like, oh, the new year is uh, freaking September or whatever. <laughs> you know, I don't I still don't have it in my mind. Oh, it's January, new year. You know, like I think of last January. I don't remember what I was doing. I was probably playing freaking mm-hmm. uh, uh Dragon Quest still. Well, in like, I don't know. in preparation for this episode, I was going back and thinking of all the things I've done. Yeah. I had to pull up all of the 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 wrapped versions of things that I like. So like Spotify wrapped. <laughs> I can't even find uh, mine anymore. Steam, Steam has a wrapped, so I was able to look at all my year, uh, like games I've played throughout oh, the year. Right. And it served as a great refresher because I'm remembering as I look through these that I have no idea what I do <laughs> in the earlier parts of 2022. Yeah, right? It's just a complete blank because I, I don't know. I... I Put it with the end of twenty of the of the year prior. That's just me. Yeah, I think I was uh, for me. I was wrapped up so much in college classes mm. that like and work that mm. like I didn't really even do much for me right. during that initial part of twenty twenty two because it was also like right at the the true like adjustment at least for FGCU. So we're yeah. talking like things are finally back to normal for basically everybody. Uh, right. So for me, it was like. I got so hung up on that normalcy and like excelling in that that I just like there wasn't much me in that. It was, it was a tough time for me, really. Yeah, existential over uh, here. Due to personal reasons, <laughs> I twenty twenty was twenty twenty two was like the worst year of my life, and I got that by being professional and wanting to take care of myself. So this year I'm going in unhinged. <laughs> Everything you've heard me say Uncut before that Joe. was through the filter. That filter is now gone. <laughs> <laughs> it was a pretty thin filter to begin with. Oh no, it was so heavy. <laughs> so you bet your ass I uh, I indulged in escapism. Uh, and you know what? It was a rough year in some regards, but it was a really good year in some other regards. So, let's go through our favorite things of the year. Okay. All right. Start it. Oh, me? Yeah, start it. I mean, okay, it's I didn't want to have to bring this up again because I bring it up in every year in review. <laughs> okay. But I was looking through my numbers, and I have played a lot of Counter-Strike yes, this year. Yes, you have. Um, You've made a lot of progress this year. It's been, it's not only been, like, a skill progression where I'm, like, now I'm, like, wow, I am literally, like, top, I, like, top 10%, top 5% of the community that plays this game. <laughs> like, I'm that into it, and it, like, took some time for me to realize that. But then there was, like, a sort of personal journey that came from that, too. Because I started at a point of being, like, wow, I'm really good. I have to perform to that bar mm-hmm. for a casual video game. 
So I went into the the rabbit hole that a lot of people go down when they play these ranked games where it's all about the wins and you get toxic when your teammates are playing bad. I got toxic when my teammates (laughs) were playing bad and I would like play for longer than I was happy with playing. It'd get to a point where I was playing despite the fact that I wasn't having fun Hmm. because I wanted to win. And it's sort of like I started getting this unhealthy approach that I see many in the communities for these games take. And I was like, okay, I need to step back. Why do I like this game? And so I took like a month off from the game. And then when I was hungry and I went back in, I was like, let me just have fun. Not focus on winning, not focus on uh, like uh, my teammates' performance or my performance, but just focus on having fun again. And I started doing amazing. I started popping off. And then it started in this circular cycle where I'd start playing really good. And then I'd get really mad at everybody else. And then I'd start playing bad. And then I'd be like, I got to stop paying some attention so much to my performance. And I'd go in this circle until finally, recently, I broke it where I'm just like, I'm going to just play the game when I want and play the game how I want when I want. And I think that's this really healthy shift that happened to me. Mm-hmm. And now like I, I've grown to love the game even more because I'm able to kind of see in that perspective, but also I've grown to hate it in a lot of other ways. People are angry in Counter-Strike, and I've talked about it before. I will continue talking about it. There is a problem, and that's a Counter-Strike, Valorant, uh, really any competitive video game. There is a large percent of the community that's so focused on meeting these ranks, these goals that they have for themselves, that they become awful for to themselves and to others. And I just... Learning that throughout this whole thing has been very enlightening, kind of saddening too. Because mm-hmm. think of like all, because I think of all the people who like join a game and they just want to like learn it, have fun, but they're new to it. They're gonna mess up a bunch. Those people will guaranteed be bullied, harassed by the people in their lobbies just because they're bad, and it's it's kind of sad. So you. <laughs> yeah, I, I I was I tried my best to be kind to new players because I wanted people in the game. But then there would be people with like more hours than me playing worse, and I would be a bully. And I kind of do regret that. But I learned, which is important. It built character. Yeah. Don't feel bad. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, man. And then like the amount of people who play the game who their rank is like the thing they care about so much to where they w- – that you'll have somebody who's playing awful, and they'll be like, yeah, I'm playing so bad today, but normally I'm, like, Gold Nova 4, so, like, I don't know what's happening. And they're, like, trying to justify themselves and defend Ew. themselves, and you're just like... I, uh, I, In the great words of somebody I saw on YouTube talk about it, uh, nobody cares about your rank, kid. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, it's this big thing where, like, if somebody's playing better than you and you criticize something that they do, they'll pull up, like, yeah, well, I'm this rank. What are you, silver? Um, and it's, like, this sort of, like, you're yeah. allowed to bully people based off how well you're doing in the lobby and what rank you are. And it's it's a toxic culture. I'm judging right now, but I know if I played video games, I would be the same way. I'd be like, usually I'm really good. Like, today's, like, the sun's getting in my eyes, and, like, I'm not feeling it. Like, Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, it happens every... I didn't think it would happen to me. I'm, I was always like, oh, I'm so nice in video games, but there would just be games where I'm, like, or days that I go, like, Ruthless. three losses in a row, and I'm finally like, I'm done. I'm done. I need my team to actually do something, and I would get very mad. And it's it's not okay. It's it's not okay for me to do. It's not okay for anybody to do. Don't be toxic. So with all that, Counter Strike <laughs> is a beautiful game, and there's a lot to learn. And the skill ceiling is like major. You can be playing like me for like what 800, 900 hours of your life, and still find places to improve. At the same time, don't let that influence the way you treat others or yourself as you play, mm-hmm. because uh, it, it will make you. It will ruin your experience with the game. Oh, yeah.
that game, Counter Strike, any other game like that. That's been that's been my sort of like big thing this year is like looking at my relationship with Counter Strike and being like, <laughs> wow, this is more than just a video game. This is a community. This is a hobby. This is a sport in a way with how I treat it competitively. Mm-hmm. So like all of these things together, it's like. Man, I learned a lot from a video game. <laughs> Look at you. I know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, favorite things of the year. Counter-Strike. 2022. Just <laughs> Counter-Strike. That's it. Nothing well, no, else. I mean, I Nothing want more people exists. to chime in. I don't <laughs> want to be the person hogging the mic here. Gotcha. Uh, Joe, go ahead. So this year I committed a cardinal sin, a, uh, the highest form of treason when it comes to gaming That's and gaming funny. opinions. I've changed my mind. <laughs> no. uh, I've said on before, we've done episodes, Life is Strange is my favorite video game of all time. Yes. Um, and I was initially disappointed by Before the Storm, the prequel. And then I replayed it because you have to buy that version when you buy the remaster. So I just played it again. And the original problems still say the same. You know, the pacing is very weird. Dialogue is cringy. But I did notice that this time... I don't know. Maybe I'm just more mature than I was in 2017. Hard to believe that. Um, but like, there's very interesting choices. Like, if you, I like, I think you would love Before the Storm. Okay. There's definitely like very interesting choices when it comes to consequences. And the final choice in that game is: Do you want to tell someone a difficult truth? Do they deserve to know the truth if it'll ruin their life? Oh. And. There are really, like, nonsense, like, (laughs) choices in there. Like, the five different ways you can tell David to go screw off. Um, But then there's sandwich between really important and uh, critical questions. Yeah, ethical questions. And, you know, I've also played a ton of Halo Infinite, so much so that I got featured on single Halo clips in uh, July. I bonked someone in the head with uh, threat sensors, which is not supposed to do any damage. But I got a kill with that. Good for you. So I was turned around in corner, bonk, and he died. <laughs> You've peaked. I've peaked. <laughs> uh, that's about it. I played I... Scarlet and Violet. And just Scarlet. It's a terrible game. But I had fun. You know? I think while that is important, <laughs> it is also very important to acknowledge that it should not have been the case. Oh, they definitely should have sat on it for another six months and polished it out. Mm-hmm. But I had fun. And it's collecting dust. The so. clips I saw from that game are hilarious. I saw <laughs> one where a dude, uh, like a text bubble from an NPC, is like, "I want to go home," <laughs> and then, <laughs> and then uh, he starts walking in place. And he, the the, the guy who, who shot the clip was like, "Hey, oh." How's he going to go home? He can't go home. He's stuck in place. <laughs> and then the dude just dissolves out of existence. And he's okay. like, well, he went home. <laughs> Literally end game like that. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> <A> plot. <laughs> uh, Tatum, go ahead. Um, so y'all know I'm not like a video game player. So I'm giving a different perspective. Uh, so for me personally, I've like the first half of the year, I was like, really uh stressed out like i'm i'm always just i'm just a little ball of anxiety sometimes so i just get really stressed out and overwhelmed but like the last half of the year i kind of got this mindset i was like everything's gonna work out for me and i literally go into situations with that mindset and it has oh my god i sound like one of those like pod not podcasters I sound like one of those vloggers where it's like this simple <sighs> affirmation can change your life no no it can't I still get anxiety but like now I'm like a lot less stressed about 
how I come off to other people and like other people's things of me because I'm like we're all gonna die someday <laughs> life is life you know live laugh love um oh gosh uh I've tried watching a lot more horror movies and stuff like that taking media because that's my favorite type of medium um I will say something that influenced my life a lot last year was the family guy pipeline um <laughs> I, sorry I won't Explain. elaborate no? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how I can like literally like there's something that just makes my little lady lizard brain go bonkers at seeing a terribly animated, like stupid game at the bottom of a screen <laughs> and the top half of the screen is the most gut-wrenching Family Guy episode you've ever seen in your life. <laughs> and there's something about it, like I watch probably like four episodes a day. Like it is so bad, but it's like a guilty pleasure of mine is <laughs> like watching, cause I was never into, I was like, family guy's stupid. Like it's, it's for incels. And then I watch it, I was like, oh, I've become the thing I fear the most. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I don't know. I feel like the first half of last year, I was just not have, I wasn't vibing. It wasn't camp. Um, <laughs> but then the last <laughs> The last half of the year obviously inc includes Halloween and everything, so that was great. Um, I just want to point out that you weren't a part of the show in oh, the first I half. You didn't exist in the first half of the year, and then the I, second half of the year, I was you an did apparition exist. for the first uh, 19 and a half years of my life, and then the past half year, I've been on the show, so I existed. So I'm not just saying that <laughs> we made it better. But there may not it be causes that way. Actually, you're not like I didn't. Not that I didn't have very many friends, but like I didn't really like hang out with anyone because sure. I was so engrossed in like theater and my work, and I still am. But like this has given me a chance to be like I have to hang out with people, but like it's fun. It's like it's like a form of therapy. Mm -hmm. You know, just chill out, talk with your friends, and just have a good time for two hours a week. You know, like literally, just like unfiltered, just vibing. Yeah, and it's. So nice. And it keeps me on a schedule. So mm. it's not like, hey, what time do you guys want to hang out? Oh, well, I work now. Oh, I have yeah, a class right. Now. It's like, no, I have to, like, it pushes me to be like, this is when you have to hang out with your it's friends. <laughs> 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 Instead of dealing with those, like, fake, uh, fake, flaky friends, you know, we know we're all going to be mm -hmm. here just about every single Friday at the same mm -hmm. time, you know? So, yeah. It's one of the reasons yeah. why I love D&D &D so much mm. is, like, you do get to just force mm -hmm. your friends to be in a place at a certain time. <laughs> like a scheduled thing. And when when people are like stop being able to make it, it becomes like a problem that you like, <laughs> bro. You gotta show up on time, yeah. and the dude's like, I don't know, man. But it's like, and you know me, I'm here late yeah. all the time, and it's always that little like That's passive sort of like, like, hey, but you like could show up on time. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the bit, though, right? But like, I like that because we've all grown to have a sense of of urgency when it comes to being on time or being at recording so like it's great so you're welcome oh yeah okay <laughs> yeah, thank you so much yeah yeah um, How are you, Jared? for me <laughs> it's for the beginning of the year was heavily taken over with legends arceus oh. it it has been one of the most fun games i've ever played for pokemon since uh Maybe our gold and soul silver. Like I like it that much. You know, it's it's been so much fun playing Pokemon in a brand new way. That's we've never seen Pokemon before. The art style is beautiful. Like it's not the game doesn't look 
great, but it's a great looking game. You know, so like the the, the unique art style to it, like the very uh, ancient Japan like brush style, like Okami. You know, I. Uh, like a sort of Edo period, yeah, type yeah, like vibe to it. It's fascinating to me, and the the mechanics are great. The shining hunting was so much fun and so easy. I got so many shiny. I got my entire team shiny in like less than a few days, maybe. The hardest one was quillfish for some reason. Um, Joe, I'm still mad that you will never. I have like Ooh. three shiny shinks. That I'm like, here, have it. I don't want anything good for it. You can give me Beedus or Magikarps, but you're like, no, I want to do it myself. I also don't want to pay for Nintendo <laughs> Online. You don't, what are you talking about? I don't like know You don't need Nintendo Online to trade, bro. Oh, We're, you don't? We live together. Well, either way, I still don't, I want to earn things on my own merit. See? I appreciate the thought. See? But, <laughs> all right, be honest. How many times did you lose to Volo? Who? Volo, the main boss. Volo. The marching oh, guy. Oh. The Cynthia. How many man. times did I lose? Yeah. He's probably the hardest fight in the entire franchise. Um I don't think I lost. Oh. Oh, mm. Look at this guy. Sorry, I I'm... don't know what you mean. <laughs> lose? <laughs> Am I saying that right? <laughs> huh? You know why? <laughs> He's probably overleveled. You know why? Yeah. One thing I love is how easy it is to level up because you can just catch Pokemon like a thousand times over, especially since you're a completionist and you want to freaking oh, complete I the game. You can do that. You can just catch Pokemon to yes. level up. Yes, and and the the XP candies. Mm. Yeah, I I've gotten so many and okay, my first team that was non shiny, maxed out level one hundred pretty uh, early on, right? I got a whole the same exact team but shiny, including starter. Got to level one hundred way quicker than that you know so like at a certain point I'm, I wasn't playing to be like oh this is hard I was just playing to catch them all and I, honestly I think the hardest fight might have been Arceus like when it comes to boss fights Arceus was really tough but yeah that, that took over my life for like like until maybe March I think and um, I'm pretty sure I, I was replaying or trying to beat like Neil the world ends with you because I put that off for a long time uh, between that and when Xenoblade 3 came out I love Xenoblade 3 Xenoblade 3 I don't 3. get it listen man I don't get it like of all the games to like <laughs> Xenoblade 3 is like are you talking about 3 specifically or Xenoblade okay Xenoblade in general the first game's great and then they kind of just <laughs> tank downwards i didn't look at much from 3 but from what i did see it's just a confusing convoluted plot and a lot of anime characters that are like extra anime this time it really just is london simulator london simulator that's exactly Com what xenoblade is right okay british people it, jrpgs british people. jrpgs are known to have weird ass plots right yes I will not say that it's simple or 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 Good. not crazy. <laughs> like I'm not there for necessarily the plot. Okay? It's not the best storyline, whatever. I don't care. I'm there for the world. I'm there for the combat and the characters and it's just a good it's just a fun time for me. See like I I love JRPGs because I know for a fact that I'm going to sink over 
200 hours into this game. Like, I know this. Like, when I before I even buy it, I know this is going to happen. Because I want to complete it. I want to do everything, you know. I want to grind. Cool. RPGs are comfort food for me because I can go for half a year like I did playing the same game and still making enough progress to feel accomplished but yet still having enough things that I have to do to be like that's my goal. I've been in the end game for so long just trying to take out all the other side missions guy got max level and all that stuff all, I, all I'm going to do now is beat the game then there's then I know there's a lot of post game stuff. I don't know. It's I just love it. Xenoblade is it's a weird thing. I can't explain it. I just love Xenoblade and okay. and I'm even X. Nobody talks about X. I like talking about X because you get to pilot giant freaking mechs and I love that. So whatever, man. But yeah, like Xenoblade came out in July, and that that's taking over until freaking Scarlet and Violet came out, and I play that for a month. <laughs> Sonic Frontiers came out. I completed that in less than 24 hours. So, you know, I'm I'm here, man. I'm here. The, the I'm just and I recently got uh myself a an Xbox uh an Xbox 1, so I've been playing some games from there and also I've taken a lot of the later parts of um the year because I had to send my Switch to get repaired to play um PlayStation games that I haven't touched in a long time that I never finished and I wanted to, like the Sly Cooper games, which uh, everybody will find out about uh, next month. Hmm. So, yeah. All right. Uh, I also do want to highlight, because uh, I highlighted a game that was like my game this year. Uh, There was a show this year, and usually uh, shows for me are very, like, I'll like a show, but I won't ever be really, like, it, like I'll like talk about it, gush about it. The last time I did that was for Arcane, and then before that was a long time before that. Yeah, um, Arcane, man. This year, um, Studio Trigger, one of my favorite anime studios, released Cyberpunk Edge Runners. Yes, it did. And for anybody who's seen this show, it is an emotional roller coaster, and it is beautiful. Mm. Everything about it, from the 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 choice in shots to the story itself to the characters, it all melds together to tell this beautiful story of like tragedy, but also uh, living in a city that isn't really built for your success. Um, and it it is just beautiful because uh, David, the main character, is su- you watch someone with so much potential. And like realize that and then take it down the wrong path and you know it's the wrong path and the story keeps telling you over and over again dude this is like he's this is gonna lead somewhere bad this is gonna lead somewhere bad but it keeps going and then you're but you're there the whole time and so I watched this show and I was enraptured I, every now and then I it's still on like my Netflix continue watching because I will re-watch an episode from it when I remember one of the scenes mm. and I'll be like this is stuck in my mind I need to re-watch it and there are some shots from that show that I cannot get out of my brain. They're just stuck there. There's one shot that of David just staring forward at the end of one of the acts after shit went wild, and he's just staring it's forward. Is it a Kubrick stare? Uh, what is a Kubrick stare? <laughs> Kubrick stare no. Is, yeah. It's like, uh... I don't even know how to describe it. it his face says, like, like he does... It's... 
I don't even know. It, it, scre- <laughs> it screams the perfect face to have after what happened. It's like regret mixed with grief mixed with so much more. And he's just staring and it's just, ah, I got chills and I just watched it. And it, they keep you there. They keep you there for like solid six seconds, of just, 10 seconds of just staring at him, staring forward, blank. blank. There we go. It's like a very blank stare forward. But it's like, ah, <laughs> I love it. Uh, I, I want to highlight that show because legit, it is one of my favorite shows of all time sure. right now. Yeah. And I, I really think people should uh, watch it. It is, it's, it's tough though, is the hard part is that you will watch it and you will be sad. Um, at the same time, it's entirely fictional. So it's not like you'll be sad about anything in the real world, <laughs> <laughs> but you'll be sad for David. And that, that's, that's rough. We'll be sad. My show that I yeah. I would gush about is Andor on Disney+. Plus. Mm. Now, I was kind of disappointed by Boba Fett uh, because that was just kind of bland and safe, whereas Andor is anti-fascist masterpiece. It is... I don't know if you guys have seen it yet. I have not. Mm-hmm. It I'm is a sorry. slow burn, and it is well worth, like, the the finale. It's like a good it, it feels It feels so earned, the ending there. Mm. And it doesn't really add anything new to Star Wars. It just kind of depicts the Empire as not cartoonishly evil. Yeah, it shows us a like different light. an actual government that's efficient and right. ruthless and evil as hell. I like that. Thanks, so, America. Yeah. I, I've been playing uh, Star Wars Fallen Order recently, and they kind of dive into that a little bit mm. as well, of like showing, not not a lot, but they, they show the Empire as less like comical, evil, bad guy corporation, and more like we are a force of exploitation uh, to yield reward, to exploit, to yield reward, to exploit, and re- re- just a cycle of that. And, like, seeing that there, I was like, I want more of that. So now hearing that Andor is that... Uh, the ship... What's the ship-breaking yard and, like, planet in the f- first section of oh, that game? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, that uh, whole section is described as bleak, and that is most of the show. Uh, it's bleak and kind of has that same aesthetic. Well, also giving, like... Um, Kino Loy, he, uh, man, I keep forgetting his actor's name. I feel so bad. He did. He does all the mocap. He was also Smoke, uh, Snoke. Smoke. Oh, the guy who plays Gollum. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, um, I would know if if you said it. He's Ulysses but... Claw too from Black Panther. I feel uh, the comics do a really good job of doing that too, showing the corruption. The in... comics. Mm-hmm. Andy yeah, Circus. I bet. Yeah, I Andy Circus. Me too. Best performance of the year, I think, because it's just so real and raw. And he's done a lot of mocap stuff, and it's actually nice to see him in movies as, you know, himself mm-hmm. and not a monkey or a deformed <laughs> Jedi-ling. So, <laughs> good for him. You guys, mm. I absolutely you watch Andor. And yeah. Yeah, from what I hear a lot, too, uh, from you mostly, but also a lot of other people, Andor is one of Disney Plus's, like, highlight shows. Best show. Do you both of y'all just? I, I actually know. watched all the Star Wars movies like in order. Like I watched a few of them like in and out of order in 2021. But like I actually sat down and watched all of them. Another series that I watched because I love it so much, and I revisited it because I was like, oh, "There's a prequel coming out soon." Is the Hunger Games? Mm. I love that series with a burning passion. I completely forgot the Hunger Games existed. Because I, I read all the books and then I watched the movies oh, and I was like, oh, like the 
who said that? <laughs> I was like, who? Who? The book? No, but like the books are really good, and the movies. I don't think it's one of those things where the movies are like exponentially worse than the books. But like, I feel that like mm. it was really good, and I'm very excited that there's going to be a prequel coming a prequel out. Prequel movie? Mm-hmm. Oh, it's like, is it going to be another trilogy? Uh, that is such a great question that I don't know the answer okay. to. Um, hmm. But I know there was someone in it that's like famous. Oh, goodness. J-Law was in the original ones, which mm-hmm. uh, Hunger Games is her story, so I don't think she'd be in the prequel. No, it wasn't her. It it was someone. Someone Was it someone on Euphoria, maybe? It's very possible that they were on Euphoria. That also happened a lot last year. Yeah, people oh, were I didn't crazy. watch it. I didn't watch <laughs> Euphoria. I was only in it for like the trend of that one scene where it's Rue and Cassie, and it's like... I am fine. I have never been better. And she's like oh. sobbing with tears in her face. Oh and, my gosh. And Just everybody's like relatable. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Nate, I'm crazier. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> when was this? <laughs> I, I do love that show though. It's such like, it's the exaggerated high school flick that everybody wanted out of things like Riverdale, but never got. Oh my God. Riverdale. Um, <laughs> like it, it, del- <laughs> It delivered so where every high school show drops the ball because they get mm. so like caught in like the formula characters and all that that they like actually forget to tell a story. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas Euphoria like actually dives into it and they do it like artistically too. Yeah. It, like some of the scenes visually are amazing. I've talked about it before on this podcast, but the uh, the theater scene from season two of Euphoria right. is yeah. like cinematic masterpiece. Um, I... It sh- show. I, I love the writing of it. Like, that's where Riverdale, I think that's where Riverdale lacked the most, or any teen show, the most. Like, even the plots could be, like, salvageable. It's always the writing. Like, one specific thing from Riverdale where it's like, uh, the one guy's like, I had to sell, dr- I had to drop out of school and sell drugs for my Nana. And it's like, then you don't know the epic highs and lows of high school football. <laughs> like, oh my gosh. But I remember watching some scenes from Come Euphoria, on, and, like, from an acting perspective, I was like, oh. like, the worst thing is being handed a script, and it is so bad. And you're like, I don't know what to do with this right now. But, like, uh, I thought the acting in it was absolutely phenomenal. I thought the writing was really good. But I haven't sat down and watched the entire thing. Um, I guess my show of the year is uh, Cowboy Bebop. Ooh. Cowboy Blimblorb. Uh, I think <laughs> I'm just going to leave it at that. <laughs> leave it at Cowboy Blimborb. <laughs> I feel like you should add something more to get it away from Cowboy that. scatting noise. We, we did an episode earlier this year. Um, I think it was our, our one, of the, one of the very first episodes of uh, 2022 was Cowboy Bebop with um, – Special guest star Richard Chin Kui over at Three Song Stories, which we have all been a part of. So they have completed the set of having every member of Razzle Dazzle on Three Song Stories. He joined us for a almost two hour long gushing session of Cowboy Bebop. We didn't stop. We no. were just talking. We, the only reason why we stopped is because we had to be at a studio at a certain time. Yeah, oh my God. <laughs> so, it, um, well, it's yeah. it was such a good episode because I think Richard does a really good job, and you'll see this with another episode uh-huh. coming soon. Uh, Richard does a really good job at analyzing oh, yeah. the media he likes. And when you have that perspective to where you have notes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> of, yeah, uh, man. Like, it brings a whole new thing to it because you're able to dive in deeper. Yes. And also, I think, like Richard has a lot of uh, expertise in his personal 
life oh. that like helps him bring a bring stuff to anime like this mm-hmm. like uh sword fighting or uh, for example for example <laughs> or music yeah. things like that I think he with his personal expertise he's able to bring an extra perspective on top of that the episode was really fun yes it was so uh, I implore everybody at home if you haven't yet go listen to that go listen to all of our episodes Oh, I think they should watch Cowboy Bebop before that. Oh, you're, yeah, you're right. We probably eat spoilers. <laughs> Big spoilers. Okay. <laughs> Patrick, do you have a game for us? I do. Uh, so we've been mentioning some of our favorite shows, movies, whatever, just in the sense of uh, the best for us personally. Yeah. But I thought uh, Razzle Dazzle needs more than just us gushing about our best. They also needs us gushing about... The strange, the bad, yeah. the crazy. And so I have uh, the Razzle Dazzle uh, Media Awards here where uh, I, will, will be pre- I will be your host and we will be presenting rewards for uh, pieces of media that might have otherwise been unmentioned or just deserve this really niche Award. Cool. Nobody's ever given awards like this before. <laughs> Only Razzle Dazzle. Uh, so as your host, I'll go ahead and start this off. Uh, I will be presenting the most standout movie er, er, for all the wrong reasons. <laughs> and there have been a lot of those, especially this year, but just throughout time. I mean, if, we've, oh, yeah. if you look back to our bad movies episode, you can yeah. name quite a number of them. However, the winner for this year goes to... Morbius. Yeah, that's one of my answers too. <laughs> the vampire oh. movie. It, yeah. it oh, is. It's not only not only is it a standout movie for being bad, but it's also a standout movie for showing how out of touch producers can be sometimes with their entire production. Where Morbius wasn't. What, Morbius was just out of touch with itself. Mm. Didn't really follow anything consistently, and in the end, it was a really well produced piece of garbage yeah um it's it's not even that it was bad badly made it is a really like good movie in terms of quality Mm. but it's the plot is just not there the story doesn't make sense it's just artistically out of touch and then they have the gall of once people start memeing on it because of how bad it is to go oh people are talking about our thing (laughs) they love it they (laughs) They love love it. it they love it it. Let's put it back out, and then they lost it's more money because they put it back out to theaters and nobody watched it. Now it's on Netflix, and people watched it for the memes because it's yeah. basically that free was my if you first time watching it. Yeah, but yeah. like nobody actively was like, "I want to watch Morbius." It's more well, so Morbius showed up on their radar, and I was like, "I'll give this a try." <laughs> um, so this most standout movie for all the wrong reasons goes to Morbius. Poor guy. Uh, now I hand over the mic to Jared yeah. to present his award, Best at Bringing Out Your Inner Child Award. Um, and this is personal, right? personally for me, right? Yes. Yeah, so I would give it to um, Transformers Cybertron. Uh this past year, I have been re-watching that show like maybe six times already. Um, I don't know why I... I guess since it's been such a difficult year, for lack of a better term, uh, I needed something to be like, okay, let's let's remember the good times where where things weren't so stressful or so bad. 
So I, f- I figured out that uh, it was on Tubi. And I, I, f- I discovered the streaming service Tubi where everything is free. Um, and there, there apparently there's so much more on Tubi that I thought, which is awesome. So I rewatched Transformers Cybertron over and over and over again this past year. I really revamped on um, like the collector in me and have... Fall, re-fall in love with Transformers to a point where not only did I like uh, found and bought like all the toys I used to have, all the figures I used to have from the show, but I, I got the complete set of every um, figure from this series. So and and even like uh, ex- convention exclusive stuff, you know. So like, yeah, it's been it's been big for me this year. Definitely bringing out your inner child. Yeah. All right, Tatum, uh, we pass over the mic to Tatum now to present the That's So Camp Award. Okay, so if anyone doesn't know the definition of camp, it got integrated into my vocabulary last year, and it's just been there ever since. So camp means, I pulled up the definition because I would not be able to describe it from memory, but camp is anything exaggerated and or amusing. So with that being said, what I think was the most camp thing in 2022 was Heidi Klum in her worm outfit for Halloween. <laughs> I think that was so camp. I think it was just great All and right. terrifying. Heidi Bloom. Have you Heidi Klum? Klum. Well, Heidi Bloom is also a person. This this showed up on my radar. I, I saw it as well. It was. Worm. It's terrifying. Like it's definitely like what you would see in an early two thousands Goosebumps oh episode. I know. <laughs> Tell me that's not camp. It is. Have you seen a person it, Jared? in there? No. <gasps> okay, you're gonna look at this and you're gonna be like, "Oh my gosh, camp." Okay. <laughs> oh my god. She wore I love this it. on Halloween. Wow. That's her. <laughs> she has, so she got sad uh. that people like celebrities weren't really dressing up that much for Halloween. So she was like, you know what? I'm going to make my own Halloween party oh my God. and do my own costumes. So all this practical effects went into making her a worm. <laughs> I think it's so camp. Literally of all of the things like, <laughs> oh, what am I going to be for Halloween this year? Worm. Well, worm. do you know the meme where it's like, if I was a worm, would you would still you? do it? <laughs> Honestly, mood. People yeah. still loved her, even though she was a worm. Now Heidi Camp. Heidi Klum. <laughs> all right. Now we pass over the mic to Joe to present the biggest letdown award. Well, <laughs> my biggest letdown is actually the same as yours. Morbius. Because what I was expecting based on all the memes was a movie so bad that it's good. And it's not even that. The memes sort of portray this as a train wreck of all of the terrible things coming together to create a masterpiece, much like The Room. But it wasn't <laughs> even that. I was one of the seven people on Earth to see Morbius in theaters when it got released. <laughs> An actual line in this movie is, he's about to do a thing, and they go, isn't that dangerous? And then he, he says, this is lethal to bats but deadly to humans. What the hell does that mean? I love how far away you got from the mic. Like, I saw you moving, and I was like, oh, no. It means that it's dangerous. Then why didn't you say, this is dangerous? (laughs) It's lethal for bats, but it's deadly for humans. That sounds so much cooler, though. When I said it. You answered your own question. (laughs) When I said it. When he said it, it came off like a dipshit nerd. Sorry, Joey Leto. But. Please never call me that. Morbius (laughs) is is half- Bat half human. 
He's the living vampire, so he's even more deadly to him. It's so even he had more a one-fourth chance of dying. No. What? Wait, has it ever done, what's it called? A Punnett square? square? Punnett square. I almost said, like, something else, but yeah. <laughs> is human the dominant gene, or is bat the dominant well, gene? Well, these are dominant the questions we need to be asking. Human. That's what, uh, the questions they should have been Dear asking. Dear producer, <laughs> what's the dominant gene in Morbius? <laughs> oh, my God. <sighs> Uh, and with a reminder of that letdown, uh, I take back the mic to present the next award. Uh, for me, uh, I decided to, uh, for this category, uh, pick a title that m- has already won plenty of awards, but and you, you would already know it based off of the description, but this is the award for the game that makes you feel like ass until you feel like a beast. Um, for this, ca- this award goes out to the game where... You're just constantly being put down, put in your place, being told that you're not it, but you keep going anyway. And you keep going anyway, you grind and you make your way to the top, and finally when you're able to do the thing you wanted to do, the serotonin comes in and you (laughs) feel like a beast. But then there's more, and you continue to feel like ass even shortly after that. So the award for the game that makes you feel like ass until you feel like a beast is Elden Ring. (laughs) Yeah, I knew it was going to be Dark Souls-esque. Yep. I mean, dude, I was playing this game for quite a long time, and there were multiple moments where I just put down the controller. Literally. I was just like, I'm done. I'm done. Like, I can't keep doing this anymore, or I will go insane. But then there are also multiple points playing this game where I was popping off. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so good at video games. I just did that. I'm that guy. <laughs> and it was, it felt great. So it's this crazy journey of highs and lows. And I felt like it deserved a Razzle Dazzle Award. Um, and with that, I pass the mic to Jared for his last award, uh, presenting the show that makes you realize you were innocent as a kid. Cuphead. Really? Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's a... I haven't watched the show. It's a great show. Uh, it's very, you know, it's very old school cartoons, you know, early Mickey Mouse looking and stuff. Like, that's the vibe of the game, and that's the exact vibe of the show. Uh, it's very cartoony because that's what it is. Very appealing for kids, but as older people than kids, a lot of the jokes are not for kids. So, yeah, Cuphead. At Cuphead. least, At least from what I have watched this year. Hmm. I like it. I like it. Now we pass over the mic to Tatum for her last award. Uh, this is the award for I don't know what uh, I don't know for what, but this deserves an award award. <laughs> so I haven't brought it up because I knew I was going to use it for an award, but it is something that okay. So there's this TV show called Bluey. Oh yeah, yeah. So mm-hmm. good. Mm-hmm. I have watched. There are 51 episodes in every season, and I think I've seen the entire series within a span of maybe a week. Nice. If that it is, I. I know my Spotify wrapped for this year is going to be messed up because I fall asleep to recordings of the show. (laughs) It is so good. And it's so like I tried getting everyone in my life to watch it. I'm I've moved from the Family Guy pipeline to the Bluey pipeline. It still makes my little like little brain be like, oh, my God. But it's a little kid show. But it's so much more. Of course it is. It's yeah. so much. It teaches not, you real lessons. Because, like, the way they handle um, – I was watching episodes because my mom was like, oh, like, I don't know. Because I was like, mom, you got to watch this little kid show. Like, it's so good. You don't understand. <laughs> and my mom was like, okay. So I got her to watch it. And the way they handle – like, even when I was a few episodes in, they handled death and, like, all these heavy topics, like, infertility, like – 
adoption, uh, having parents who are in the military, like all these heavy topics with such brutal honesty. Like literally there's an episode, they find a budgie and it's hurt and they take it to the vet and the vet's like, oh, I'm sorry, it died. And it's just like, I've never seen a kid's show do that. A kid show be so blunt. It's always this dance around where it's like, it's a metaphor for death. And then, like, the parents have to have the hard conversation. Whereas, like, I feel like this accurately depicts parents and children and, like, tough situations that you're going to have to talk to your kid to at some point rather than dancing around it. Mm. So, yeah. Bluey! I'm always confused at the target audience for that show. Everyone. Everybody. Everyone is the target. I have yet to meet a single person who has not enjoyed the show Bluey. Joe, you, you might be the first. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not raw, unfiltered <laughs> Joe. Now is like, well, here's my thoughts on it. Bluey, more it. like Bowie. <laughs> Can't no opinion. Haven't watched. But, but you know what? You do have an opinion on this last award for this uh, for the Razzle Dazzle Media Award show. That was smooth as hell. Uh, Joe, go ahead and present <laughs> the all the good quotes award. So a show. An internet series that has the best quotes ever is easily Red versus Blue. Yeah. It is switches between yeah. the earlier seasons of pure comedy and then pure action with a little bit of comedy mixed in. And I think it does both very well. Uh, one of the ones I do, on the, I say on the daily basis, is there's a very fine line between not listening and not caring. I like to think I walk that line every day of my life. <laughs> but then, if you fast forward a little bit, You'll get quotes like, never say goodbye. If you don't say goodbye, you aren't really gone. You just aren't here right now. So, and then after that, it's uh, time. There is no timeline. Time is made out of circles. That is why clocks are round. I knew you were going to say a caboose line. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) There's so much red versus blue, and it's all very good. I, I like highlighting that show because it is one of those shows that I think deserves a bit of an extra highlight, mm. being a like small production in is in indie in the sense of like just a YouTube grassroots thing. Yeah, um, pre YouTube, pre YouTube yeah. grassroots thing. Rooster Teeth, man. Uh, and so like bringing it back up again, I, I think that show deserved a lot more than it had, but did great with what it had. Mm-hmm. Yeah, great award show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yay. Th- th- those are the Razzle Dazzle Media Awards. <laughs> and nobody got slapped. Woo! I cannot believe that happened last year. That feels yeah. like an ancient artifact. Like, I saw, I was like, pop culture moments in 2022. And it was like, the slap. I was like, that happened? Like, that wasn't a fever dream? <laughs> I was shocked. That's how, that's how memes work. They, they're like here for like a month and then they're gone and same, we feel like it's years ago. Same thing with the corn kid. Oh, yeah. Oh, like, I, st- I still bro, that love the corn kid. Okay, do you know who's popular now? That's so funny. The Topher kid. Topher? Like, hey, what's up? My name's Topher. Uh, and I think... A- have you guys not seen? No. Okay, well, now I sound like... <laughs> now I have to... I, I will pull him up after the episode. Okay. But it's like this little kid, and he's got like these big eyes, and he's like like gums and lowercase teeth and uppercase kind of thing. Oh, a little kid? And it, yeah, oh, he's fun. a little kid. Sorry. <laughs> Kids tend to be very memeable. Yeah. You see the... the uh, the one kid from the meme where it's just like a, a like a little black kid just staring forward like what? Uh, he got sponsored by Popeyes now because he's a football player. Uh, oh, good for him! So and like they've been posting billboards in the area, oh, being like uh, from memes to dreams, and like <laughs> I've, been, I've noticed a a surge of um, a lot of videos are like 
you know this meme? Well, here, this is this person yeah. now, or whatever. Yeah, that, that, was, luck that was a case 10 for him. years later. Oh, my yeah. God. Oh, my God. I forgot about those, like, top text, bottom me or yeah. top text, bottom text. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Insane. Um, so that's a great year for all of us, but also let's let's talk about all of us together. Razzle Dazzle has had a great 2022 in more ways than one. We've... We've also had some ups and downs. We've lost some people, but we've gained some people. So yeah. that's that's uh, <laughs> one of the bigger highlights. <laughs> we have had a bunch of um, what's the term? We've had a lot of guests on the show this past this year. Not, this year was a good year for guests. Yeah. Yeah. So a lot of uh, collaboration. There we go. We've had uh, members from Three Song Stories come on the show. We've had uh, artists such as Apollo Fresh on the show. You know, we've had. People from other clubs university clubs on the show and just spreading the love of our pop culture goodness. So good for us in all of those aspects. Um, we've also have gotten a big um, audience surge this past year because of our own improvements to the show of how, you know, um, I would say like our first year is very like, Figuring stuff out, trying to learn who we yeah, are, trying to figure out our podcast. Yeah, right. And then year two was very solidified. Like, yes, we found it. This is who we are. This is our song. Listen to it, and I think that's really come to show. And you know, we we're just getting better. So well, this so is, good for us. This is year three now, though, right? This is gonna be year three. Or we're going into year three. We're going into year three. Started in twenty twenty. <clears throat> Wait so two weeks before the pandemic started, which we, is classic. But we've had like two years of deltas. We didn't do our delta, our first year at all. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. This is so the third year just ended. No, no, I don't think so. What year did you start recording? <laughs> Bro, we got like 150 episodes. That has to be more than th- two years. Well, like it's how it's however you you see years. So like, do we count first year episode one, or do we wait till episode 52 and be like, that's our year? That that is a year. Okay. But so then there is a fifty-two to one hundred okay. some. Two. And then there's a hundred two to the, to now. <laughs> Boy, you do not know math. It's it's three Look, years. We're it's, gonna be celebrating three years next month. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Okay, it's gonna yes. So three, four years or whatever. Let's just say sorry, you let's were say confusing that. Me. I'm sorry. An yeah. unspecified <laughs> amount of time has passed. <laughs> you made it seem like we were only at this for two years. I was like, what have, what have the past nine, tw- 10, tw- 11 months? <laughs> he just gaslights you like, no, nothing happened. <laughs> this is our first There's week, no bro. What are you talking about? <laughs> this is our first month. We just started. I'm kidding. Oh, uh, my gosh. <laughs> and we're already this good? Whoa. Yeah, right? Uh, we, we've had our own, like, um, mini-series this past year, The Consoles That Made Us. That was very uh, nice. And uh, another thing to go off of from our previous mini-series was... Uh, um, People Whom Inspired Us. Yeah, which you still got to do, Tatum. You got to think of someone you, you look up to. Yeah, <laughs> fantastic. So, yeah, it's. I just wanted to point out that it's been a great year for Razzle Dazzle in 2022, and I'm excited for 2023. Yeah. A lot in store. Uh, I've got some extra content I'm working on. Mm-hmm. A little nice review as well as uh, a uh, 
a, a letter, let's say. A letter! <laughs> um, and we'll leave it at that for now. Aww. But uh, it's it's exciting to be able to, like, now that we've gotten this part down and, like, we're able to show up, do our thing, and it's not as much of a hassle being yeah. able to be like, well, what else we got in there? <laughs> <laughs> be able to brainstorm these fun ideas and just throw them out see if people like it. Yeah, yeah, I love it. Uh, anything else, you guys? Uh, you guys ready for me to say something really pretentious? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. This year, 2022, I, I engaged in the fine arts more than ever, which means I saw, like, eight plays. Cool. Mm. So was The Misanthrope 22 or 21? 21, because 21. that was my fresh, freshman fall. Yeah. You see, my internal Perfect. clock has that as 22, so it was 22. I also saw your <laughs> performance of Our Town. I saw that oh twice. Oh my gosh, I forgot you saw Our Town. Yeah, that's my favorite play ever because of the. I was in it. <laughs> I completely forgot. Oh, crazy. How do you town. forget you're in a play? If you once, it, once it's over. Like, literally, you spend like weeks, months memorizing these lines, and that last performance, you're like. Done. Beep. Like, it's gone. <laughs> like, oh I can gosh. hardly remember most of the episodes we've have done. So. Yeah, I know, that's know. fair. Yeah. I also saw the show Fairview with our friend, uh, which is yes. a very like it's a it's a political piece. Mm. Fairview is good. Um, let's see, Enemy of the People. Yeah, that was a good one. That was just recently played by FGCU, and the um, controversial one, um, Dangerous Liaisons. <laughs> Why is this uh, controversial? It's controversial because it has a lot of nudity. It is a from our peers. Yeah. Oh. Cool. So there were. Um, can I can I say your name? Go ahead. Okay. So, <laughs> uh, Amanda Collins, who is in the Improv Club, um, she advertised she advertised the show as quote unquote the titty show <laughs> because there was so much explicit just because of the con- I didn't see it personally, but because um, of the content of the piece, it was just like constant like there is a penis, like, there is that. And it was just, like, what, like, two hours of that? Yeah. It's basically, I'm going to explain the plot. It's the life and times of Glenn Quagmire. Uh, and they're making a movie. They've we made plenty of movies. Dangerous Liaisons is, like a, like, a theater classic. And I can't say I recommend it, though. <laughs> it's a play about sex and sexuality and the complicated relationships that can come from it. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Fair. And I'm Glenn Quagmire. Oh, right. Oh, man. Um, I wish I watched more plays this year. (laughs) Classy. I like watch. It's hard. Like, for me, like, sometimes I'll see plays and I'm like, I know what, like, I know what the other actors are doing. I can be better than than that. No, 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 no. I do do that with movies and TV shows. (laughs) But, like, when it comes to stage plays, it's like, I know, like, when I'm in a show, like, if someone's doing a dramatic scene on stage and they're like, but I thought you loved me. Like, I don't know, just pouring their heart out. Like, we'll be backstage being like, like, just (laughs) dancing, like, doing whatever, making fart noises. Like, it's, we just be booling backstage. So it's so hard to watch a stage show and be like, I know what they're doing backstage right now. Um, Tatum, you were on Three Song Stories. Yeah. As you're, you were the latest edition of Drazzle Dazzle on Three Songs, which was a great episode. Everybody at home, go check that out. Um, Joe has prepared something for us, a uh, little Three Song Story-esque, so shout-outs. So, Joe, take Woo. it away. In honor of our newest member here, uh, we've just pulled up your favorite songs that you guys requested of this year that you listen to, and we're going to listen to them in, the, in their entirety. So You guys won't, the audience, so just look them up. We'll say the title. <laughs> That's yeah, on you. Copyright laws exist, unfortunately. You'll get a little bit. You'll get a little bit. So 
Joe, who's starting? As our newest member, it is Tatum's honor to be <laughs> to show off her first pick. Now, do we want to dive into the songs a bit before we or listen? Or the story? Song her? or story? Um. Oh, gosh, I don't know. I'll, I can do story first. Okay, so my song is Stacy's Mom by Fountains <laughs> of Wayne. It is one of my favorite songs. I wish I could explain why, but there's something about hearing that first guitar thing where it's like dun 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 that I'm just like, wow! Like it's like it's audio cocaine. It is so good. And the guitar solo, it's so close. I would say it is one like a perfect song. But I remember um, talking to you about this and you, you, I talked you about it a lot. You mentioned how it was a perfect song. I was like, yeah, it's one of those songs that like for so, for no reason whatsoever is timeless. You yes. can't really point to a specific thing and be like, that's why this song is great. But it just is. It's it's just so pretty. But the story of it, like, obviously it's my favorite song just because I've listened to it for so long and I just really like it for some reason. So I was hanging out with some of my friends um, and my friend Alex was in the passenger seat of my car and we were like, hey, let's go to Taco Bell. And... I was like, yeah. And it was like 11 o'clock at night. And I love driving other people because I love jamming out in the car. I just love it. So I drove them and I was jamming out to Stacy's mom, as one does. Well, I have a bad habit of just going so hard on the air guitar. And I did that <laughs> while driving. <laughs> and I, w- I was just ripping the sick air guitar. And Alex to this day, will not let go of the fact that I, quote-unquote, put her life in danger. And I don't think that's true. I think I was just doing the song Stacy's Mom Justice. Without further ado, here's Fountain News of Wayne, Stacy's Mom. Do you think this is him projecting, or do you think his mom was like Stacy's mom was actually like, oh yeah, this kid? Yes. Huh? Maybe it's a little bit both. Oh, the best lyric. Hold on. Great pieces of art. I like the music video because the kid in the music video is like twelve. Oh yeah, it's weird. <laughs> it's so funny. It's weird. It's camp. <laughs> I don't even know if you could call that camp. It is just a very good song. It's uh, so. Good. I want to rebring up that like the the frozen riff thing because uh, it's uh, <laughs> talking oh during gosh. the song. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, yeah well, I mean, it's just like, now you pointed that out during because I, I want to bring it up because you probably are gonna cut off that part. So like that little like ah when you pointed out that like or somebody pointed out that that was, <laughs> 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 that, that, was me. That, that that sounded like the frozen thing. It became like all I could hear. Exactly. It, like it, it's. That's all you, I can hear now, and like I can't hear it the original way. It's just the frozen. <laughs> oh, it will never sound the same. Oh. <laughs> Very and, good song. And where is that song in your everyday life, or is it a part of your everyday life? It is my everyday. Yeah. I listened. It's on my daily playlist. Like I don't know if I'm having a good day. I'm like, cool. I'm having a good day. Stacy's mom. Oh no, I'm having a bad day. Stacy's mom. <laughs> like it's so good. Like you just roll down the windows and you just. Oh, so good. It's probably what built a lot of um, my personality through this past year. Um, hmm. Yeah. Hmm. So good. Patrick. Oh, man, we're going into mine. All right. Yeah. So uh, story wise, um, I uh, 
in like October of this year, uh, I watched uh, Intergalactic, the Kid Cudi movie. Um, and oh my gosh, it's just a basic rom-com, but visually it is beautiful. And I've talked about this episode or this podcast too many times, so I'm just going to leave it at that in terms of the movie itself. But man, afterwards I was listening to this album where this, this song is found over and over and over again. And whenever I listened to this specific song, I would always listen to it twice because this song I think encapsulates the album and the movie and all of it where it's like, this is the song that hits when you reach the, the like romance part of the romance where they're like finally together and it's a thing and there's gonna start being problems afterwards but this is the moment they become a thing and this song plays and it's like, ah, it's so good, it's so good. Um, I, I've show, I've recommended this movie to like a ton of people and I've recommended this song to like a bunch of people. It, it's a great romance song. If you're just look, looking to add something to a playlist, it, it's, it's fantastic, I love it. All right, let's play it. Kid Cudi in love. You can't see no as I just know this song like in a car at night with like the bass boosted. It's, it's, it's beautiful. I, I mentioned like listening to this song twice every time it came on, always in the car, always in the car, and then you just. I can imagine like driving under. Do you know the streetlights that have now turned purple? It's like you listen to that, and when you combine it with the like actual visuals from this movie, it's like, oh my gosh! Like the the visuals match up to what you're hearing. When you, you mentioned during like being able to picture yourself like driving through like streetlights and all that, mm-hmm. well, imagine you're driving through space, <laughs> galaxies all around it's you, such and just like a dynamic song. Like I feel like it felt like my brain was being flossed. Does that make sense? <laughs> like, just, like, the sound, like, bouncing, like, that's what it felt like. That was yeah. a very, like, ple- like, it scratched a certain itch in my brain. Yeah, I couldn't stop listening to the song when I, like, first heard it. It was it was there. It did that, like, scratch that itch. It's also, like, uh, it's so fitting for this movie because it's, like, it's a romance movie, and so you wouldn't expect tracks like this, but then it's also, like, it has this visual element to it where it's called intergalactic, and there are multiple points in this movie where they're, like, based, they're in space. It's not, like, it's just... Not it, literally. It, not literally, but just these elevated emotional or uh, psychological moments where you're just elevated, high, to you could say, mm-hmm. uh, for certain points. And so it's it like being able to capture that like elevated high on life feeling through literally being in space, what's higher than space and, and like capturing that in the music as well. The visuals being able to match this kind of music is like it's it's so cohesive and I love it. Hmm. Kid Cudi is definitely like this being something new for him shows a lot of hope for what he has coming in the future. Mm. I guess I never really thought about it before you recommended him to me, but Kid Cudi just have a just has a very nice voice. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's it, that, but like you're, he, it, there's that auto tune element where it's not overdone, but it's also a significant part of it. Um, but then also like it's they're very it's it's not like all, uh, other alternative hip hop songs where it's very like either rap focused or the beat focused, but like here there there is a at least significant focus, maybe not the main focus on the vocals, the 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 song that he is singing. Uh, there a lot of his songs are raps in that sense, but there are also a lot of his songs that, like this where it is not really a rap, it's singing. 
and so I, I I dig it. That he's this is definitely it's like similar to music he's put out in the past, but also very very different. Mm. And so like I I'm interested to see like is this like a one time thing or is this like uh, the the man on the moon journey that he's taking for people who knows like other albums? Is this like a part of that? Is there gonna be more of it? Is he gonna shift to something new again after? I'm just excited. Like this this is like my favorite album from him, uh, music-wise, and uh, for it being part of a movie, it's like, well, what more is Kid Cudi gonna bring to the table? Hmm. Cool. It's very nice. Now let's go to my pick. Um, <laughs> so it's not le- not about the music itself, it's about Spotify. I got Spotify this year, despite being wow. on Spotify for three years. Spotify I'm finally on Spotify. I love Spotify, <laughs> not enough to pay for it. <laughs> not yet. As someone mm-hmm. who's been in the car with you playing non-Spotify premium, I used to be like you. <laughs> do you have, I was in your shoes. Do you have Hulu? No. So do you want Hulu? Are they connected? Yeah. I'll That's give you cool. $5 a month <laughs> to get Spotify premium. Do you know how difficult it is listening to a Five Nights at Freddy's soundtrack and you have to listen through each song with ads in between? <laughs> They, yeah, there's a deal, especially if you're a student with Spotify and Hulu, that you get both for a certain price. Hmm. And Showtime, like 10 if you're bucks. interested in oh, Showtime. Wow. wow. Oh, well, that just sweetens the pot. <laughs> How about that? But what Spotify does is it makes an algorithm based on what you previously listened to, mm-hmm. and it recommends new stuff for you. And I thought this is masterful, because when you're listening to the radio, it's random. You mm. could like it, you could not, 50-50. When it's, like... Apple or built-in phone music. It's just the songs you know you like while not exploring necessarily. But uh, what Spotify did was it gave me this song by Oliver Tree, Cowboys Don't Cry. Oh, I love that song. I've heard Oliver Tree's name thrown about in music recommendations, but I just never really, like, listened. But then Sportify Sportify. (laughs) forced me to. And um, it's a very great song. It's just fun. And it's beautiful, and I'm gonna play it. Oliver Tree, Cowboys Don't Cry. I'm not good at goodbyes. I miss the sunshine in your eyes. Who said cowboys don't cry? Come on, baby, let's Also, unapologetically, I like cowboy aesthetic. Not gonna lie. Like. Hats and boots? <laughs> kind of, a little bit. Hats, boots, and spurs. I, I see the appeal. Originally, I was like very against it too, but then I had a friend who is Brazilian, so I don't fully get it, but it's like the, the, the Latinian cowboy type of thing. I forget what they're called. Boyadero? No, something like that. Um, but like. Burros. Wow, that's just offensive. <laughs> <laughs> I can say it, okay? I'm Hispanic. Uh, there's a there's a name for it, but like once he started like dressing in it and like being confident, I was like, okay. Dressing in it? it, like, like boots, spurs. Yeah. Did he wow. think all assless Americans chaps. look like that? <laughs> no, no assless chaps, unfortunately. Hat. Bands of waist. Maybe poncho. Uh, he didn't do the hat, but, oh. but basically his style became for, uh, like, he'd go out sometimes where it's, like, t-shirt, jeans, boots. Sure. Mm. Uh, and, like, the jeans would sometimes be, like, bell-bottoms oh, or, sure. like, okay. uh, like a darker color, like that, like, dark blue color jeans. Um, and, and he rocked it. A belt with a big old buckle. That, that was, He was very big about his buckles. <laughs> Yeehaw. There's a brand called Neon Cowboys, and they sell, like, neon lit cowboy hats. I'm not gonna like, bro. Cyberpunk. It's so cool. They have neon cowboy boots. Sounds like that Lil Nas X uh, outfit he wore for that one. Old time road. Honestly, I genuinely think maybe. I don't know. 
I really want one. I wasn't into the cowboy aesthetic. Then I put on a cowboy hat. I was like, oh, no. <laughs> I understand the appeal. Yeehaw. You I, play Red Dead Redemption? Uh, the first one. Try to. Okay. Oh, I mean, my brother played it. It's a good game. It's I know really that. good. But he won't give me his PS4 so I can play it. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, bro, it's so good. You should play it. I'm like, yeah. I give sure should. PS4 <laughs> so where does that song sit with you today? It's it's less about that song oh. and more about that if I didn't choose to explore new things, I wouldn't have listened to this song that I really mm. like. Oh, you're so growing. Yeah. You're growing. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do like the 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 algorithm approach to music it's now. It's cool. Mm-hmm. It's, it's I do cool think that people should still have curated content available in their mm-hmm. life. Like you should definitely have music that is recommended to you either by friends or by radio hosts or whatever the case is, because it helps bring new tastes into your palate. But uh, algorithms really good for finding you things you yeah. that you it knows you like that you might have not otherwise found. YouTube is the best example for video stuff. You know, we've all one of my biggest YouTube favorite stuff. I got through those. Hey, you might like these. So good for you, Joe, you know? Yeah. It's also how I discovered Windigoon, my favorite YouTube creator of the year. Oh, yeah. Oh, shoot. Yeah, yeah I know sure. Windigoon. Yeah, he's just a conspiracy theorist. And as a re- re- uh, resident conspiracy guy, <laughs> yeah, right. paranormal hunter. Well, just, I, I like him because he's, he's a conspiracy theorist, but he's not, like, crazy. Yeah, he's normal. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's not like, like, listen, guys, this is how it went. If you look at where everything lines up, he's like, here's what we know about this thing, about this conspiracy or whatever. It brings a more sane approach what to you conspiracy. Guys think? Yeah, cool. Um, I don't have a song because Joe said, let's do a three-song stories and, like, everybody pick a song. And I'm like, okay, a three-song story. So therefore, I got since I work on three-song stories every week, I'm like, okay, what song of this year do I have a significant story with? I don't think I have one, at least none that I can think of in, of in an entire week. But um, I will say that my favorite song of the year is um, My Whole World uh, Stop Without You. I think that's what it's called by The Temptations. From their from their newest album, um, Temptation 60, celebrating 60 years of the Temps. And it's just something about that song that just really grabs me. Definitely my favorite Temptation song in the entire new album from Temptation 60. It's it's something about it's it's the perfect I think combination of R and B and soul, which is what their genres are. And uh, not only does does Terry Weeks take it with the lead vocals, but everybody else um, uh, with the backup just just flows perfectly they come in and come out exactly when they need to the the breaks and change-ups through the song you know it starts off nice and slow like a little you know a nice slow little melody little vibe and then we get the change up of you know when I'm, I'm older and a little bit wise you know it's just that change up that break there's it's like two three different songs in one and it's just it's I've play that along and just think of the meaning of the words too it's 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 um my favorite song of the year, but I don't have a song story with it. Hmm, it's just a good song. And it's you such like a it. wedding song. song. Yeah, right? Oh, yeah, that's definitely Oh, a definitely. Song. Oh, my God. And whenever it comes on in the car, I I sing my heart out 
when with that song and I, and I try to hit those notes. I can't, but I try. But you know, I saw Joe point to you on the like. Oh you? yeah, and Aww. I was like, y'all about to kiss me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, you can hear in this song. I don't know how else to describe it, but they're using new technology because it has that sort of movie theater kind of sound. I that was reverb. Gonna, I was oh, gonna bring. I was gonna bring up that this is definitely like it's it's um it's cool to see how like they're like they're building upon this genre they've always been a part of, or mm-hmm. it's not the same music that you would have heard from them 30 years ago. (laughs) Oh my god. Uh, Not just in the sense of technologically wise, but also like the tools that Mm -hmm. they're using to make this music. It sounds modern even though this is a genre associated with older times. It just just makes it so nice. Yeah, man. Temptations forever. Temptations, literally, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) 60 years, it's insane. Um... Uh, oh, yeah. I, I looked it up because I, I went to add it to uh, to, to my like songs because I was like, oh, that's, that's pretty good. Right? Uh, apparently, it's a it's a it's a cover. Yeah, uh, it's a cover from a song by Vintage Trouble, same name. Oh, um, uh, R and B song from what it looks like, though I may be wrong on that end. But yeah, it's a uh, was released in 2018. So even the the song, the, even if it, I wonder if it's the same song or or is just the same name. I wonder. Uh, I don't know. Hmm. Because the the temps aren't uh, afraid to do covers, you know they've done plenty of covers oh, yeah. before. Um, hmm, I wonder. Uh, chorus: Time used to fly till you walked out that door. Oh, okay. The sand doesn't fall yeah. through our glass anymore. I mean, there's. I know there's a. Oh, what's the Justin Timberlake song? Blurred lines. No, that was Robin Thicke. What? <laughs> it's Robin Thicke. No, it's uh, um, sexy back. No, I don't know <laughs> if it was Justin Timberlake. But there, but there's um, a song, or two songs in a particular album. I think it's their Reflection album, where it's covers of modern uh, R&B songs, and I don't, I didn't like those songs um, initially, like the original versions. But, but then it has hearing, that like old school Temptations. Yeah, spin hearing to the it. Temps voice on those, I'm just like, yeah, I feel it now. Yeah, you it's know? the song is so full. Is mm-hmm. what like my impressions were right off the gate because I was like. They're like every from highs to lows. There's everything at the right points. Yeah. There's that one specific moment, like in the first verse, where the piano kind of goes like do 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 do, and I was like, yeah. I was like, what? And I was trying to look for it again, but they didn't do it again until I wasn't <laughs> ready for it, and then they did it again. I was like, oh, there it is. Yeah. <laughs> so it was like, it's a great song. I, I would love to listen it. to it, like with the vocals isolated. Oh my god. Just because of like all the different levels, oh, I love songs that do that. Because mm-hmm. I'm like, mm, acapella. Like yeah. it'd be so beautiful. Yeah. So that's our little three-song-esque segment. Thank you, Joe, for that. You're welcome. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I guess we're just this is gonna be the end of the Razzle Dazzle Year in Review for 2023, and it's been a good year. Any final thoughts? There's been a lot released this year. I think because the the pandemic slowdown ending led to a lot of projects on hold being done and we got an overflow. And while that part of that for me meant I wasn't able to see all the things Mm. I loved, we also got a lot of stuff to love. So Mm. there's I'm not even really even complaining because it's it's been great. And then combine that with like the ability to do this podcast and talk about those (laughs) things. Yeah right. It's it's so fun to just be able to nerd out about all of the stuff that comes across our radar whether it's old whether it's new it's being able to like dive into those things that we love mm-hmm. it was a good year for media but to next year's gonna be even better for everything i like to go in to new year's optimistic yeah cool 
think it was a good year. Had fun. Um, a lot of personal growth. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to get more into, I'm trying to get more into media consumption, but like not in a pretentious uh, Gen Z way. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like I'm trying to get better about being like, oh, I have these interests. I should do something about it. Like I like horror movies. What have you seen? Uh, uh, that one um, about the guy. Like I want to just get more into like the media I like mm-hmm. and exploring more with it. Cool. And thank you for joining the show this past year. Oh, yeah, that old thing. <laughs> it's been an honor. Uh, yeah, good year for us. Good year for everybody. All right, that's all the time we have for today, guys. Thank you so much for joining us on another episode here on Razzle Dazzle. Make sure to let us know what you think of today's episode somewhere on the internet. Make sure to tune in every Thursday from 12 to 1 where we are live on the Live365 app, Eagle Radio Station. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at Razzle Dazzle Show and on TikTok at Razzle underscore Dazzle underscore Show. We'll catch you on the next one. Happy New Year. We, I think, I, I think we might be four. We're going to be four. What? Oh, we're, we're back on this. <laughs> we're su- <laughs> we, we start we our fourth year. We're going to start our fourth year, but February. B3. Yeah, but this is our third. We're in our third year Quick right maths. now. Yeah. We're about to finish it. Okay. Which is crazy. Yeah. We've been at this for three years now. <laughs>